Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to another episode of High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowroom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this evening, we have Marge from Canada. Hello. GB from Ireland. GB, <laughs> you're ruining it, bro. Fuck. John, I tried, John. I tried. Okay. We were there. We were there. It was so professional. It was so good. Started okay. out good. Yeah. 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 We'll try again next week. We'll try <laughs> next week. It's another week. It's all good. <laughs> it's all the music stopped. Are we all good? I tried. I tried. Anyway, uh, TG, how are you, bro? Good. He's good. He's cold. He's got a scarf around his face. A bit, a bit more full. Yeah. Uh, Zian, you good? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. And Monkey Do, how you doing, bro? Doing great down here, man. Real good. Yes. So that was a nice professional intro, which we tried. But, you know, maybe next week. Maybe next week. Hey. Oh, there he is, GB. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so, and from Ireland, we have GB. Oh, do you agree? Yeah. Sorry, did I miss me at the... Oh, Oh, gosh. It, It was so professional, GB. It was perfect. And then we've gone, and GB from Ireland. And it's like... Dust oh. started blowing by with the, the tumbleweeds and shit. Well, that's because you said we had a couple of fucking more seconds, so we ran out to grab a co- can of coke. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think did you start with me? You always finish with me. <laughs> oh, it was well. the dreaded dead air. Oh well, that's right. This is a stoner podcast, you know. We try our best, and that's what we do. So Oh. What do we have this evening? We have the usual stuff. We've got cannabis news from around the world. Uh, and we have strain of the week. This week, we're going to talk about ZN's, one of ZN's favorites, uh, Strawberry Eclair from G13. Yeah. ZN's going to give us a oh, uh, well, Maybe we can hustle them and see if they've got some in the, in the back. I asked them have you got any in the back? <laughs> the back is at some mystical place that just appears shit, bro. <laughs> he, said, he said this when I asked him. He said, no, nah, mate, we ain't got any lying on the side either. <laughs> you know, in the back of the drawer, are you sure? Anything? <laughs> in your own personal stash, maybe? Now, yeah. For the grow guides today, we're going to talk about what makes a good grower. And not like, this is more one of those rhetorical questions. There's not really an answer to this, but we can come up with some ideas on what maybe makes you a good grower you know consistency decent quality shit like that you know and what makes what makes you a percy grower compared to a commercial grower we'll quickly run through that as well uh just simple ways on how to grow better cannabis so you can improve your skills and why you should join our forum so you can learn how to grow or improve your growth skills as well yes we're gonna hustle the forum a little bit today in this show i think this week's interview we spoke to matt matt lammers was the pronunciation we had. It uh, was. He told us himself how to pronounce his name. And he says, everybody pronounces it wrong. So I was like, well, I just thought I'd ask and get it right so I can pronounce it properly on the show. And here I am explaining me pronouncing it wrong anyway, because that's how I roll, you know. But he's a cool guy, man. And he knows his shit. We had like an hour and a, an hour and a half conversation. It's just me and Monkey for this one. And I think it's one of those which I'm going to edit up and put the whole thing out as a whole, because there's so much good information in there, man. This guy really knows his shit. So, and he'll be back on again at some point as well. He, he would be happy to come and join us again. And it was good conversation. So hopefully 
he'll be up for doing it again soon. Next time he's got a big story and shit, maybe he can come on and discuss it or do a, a new special. That'd be sweet. Cool guy. Then we have the listener mail where we uh, we have a couple of questions to cover. And if you have any questions that you want us to ask uh, to cover in the listener mail section, then just drop it in the chat with a cue before it. So we'll note it down for later on. But that's about it. Hit the like button and subscribe. Uh, sign up to the mailing list if you're not a mailing list member already. And you can support the show by becoming a patron for just 420 a month if you want to. But no pressure. You can always just share the show around and hit the like button and things like that. That's a good way to support the show. But that's about it so far. We should move on. Don't forget to hit your reefers, hit the bong, get a little bit high, and let's go on to the cannabis news and events this week. Let's do it. So cannabis news and events. We do this kind of thing every week. You all know what's going on by now, right? I'm sure. There's JSH just popped in. What's up, JSH? Uh, Monkey, do you want to go first with this one? This is a bit of shocking news, I thought so. Well, shocking, yes, but uh, unfortunately, in this day and age, in the states, not unexpected. Uh, from NPR, we have South Dakota Supreme Court rules against legalization of marijuana. Now, this is not the first state that this has happened, but this is the next and uh, final state that this is, is this rule has happened. It seems like the South Dakota Supreme Court has ruled with the governor of, of South Dakota. Uh, this seems like after a 54% passage of a recreational and medical and hemp law that would have legalized across the board and or pretty much across the board in, in the state, the governor wasn't happy. She kind of saw this as a, uh, a gateway to uh, immorality that she wasn't happy with, I believe it was something like that. She gateway to immortality? Oh, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> But anyway, she opposed it on moral moral reasons. So she uh, basically launched a lawsuit saying that the uh, the the uh, amendment or the vote as it was passed was unconstitutional in the state because their constitution says that any constitutional amendment must have a one and only one measure attached to it. And because this addressed cannabis across the board and not cannabis in three separate parts. She launched this uh, unconstitutional challenge and the Supreme Court agreed with her. Is the state constitution? It's the state constitution. Right. And the state constitution says that they have to have each measure introduced as an amendment one at a time. This is to prevent their state from tacking things on and just getting things passed. Uh, it's called the, basically the backdoor kind of way to get your bill in. So they didn't want to do that. So basically the vote was 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 cast basically saying that we're going to allow all types of cannabis which is which they thought would be one measure but now they want them to split it into three separate measures so they're going to have to reintroduce this bill and they're hoping to have a vote next year again on three separate amendments to one is to allow and and control a medical market and then to allow a recreational adult use market and also to allow and uh, the state to uh, grow and regulate hemp so it's crazy, but Mississippi did the same thing uh, during the summertime. Their, their voters had passed a medical marijuana initiative by 70%. And the Supreme the Court in the state of Mississippi came around and says, no, you don't, you can't do that. So unfortunately, this voice, the voice of the voters is not always being heard. And not often, only when it's in the uh, favor of the politicians, to be fair. Well, in this case, it was like, it, it's unfortunately, it, it's a Republican governor 
in my opinion now, hey, I'm just a stoner here that reads the news like anybody else, but it sounds like we have a Republican governor who has some kind of a moral uh, affinity to uh, over, overrule this thing, but she bulldozed her way above and past the majority of the voters. So something's wrong here, you know? Mm. So yes, shame, shame on you. We don't do that. That's, that's not what we believe in. So Governor Christy Noam, no. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that way, but you know what? Sorry, I sorry. Hope that the voters of the state actually have a another vote and overrule you. Right, let's just do it the, the right way. It's mm -hmm. time to get this done. Yeah. Democracy. Democracy. Yeah, but unfortunately, democracy isn't always democracy in the states. Mm. You know? So interesting news, monkey. If the feds legalize, like if it becomes recreational, uh, legally. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Recreational, legal. What, what, am I supposed, what words am I looking for here? Recreationally well, legal? Well, <laughs> that's really not going to happen so much with the feds, because what the feds have done is they've made it illegal in, in the, the, the federal, in the, the entire nation to have it. But if they basically reverse that rule, they basically say it's not illegal to have it, but the states can still pass their own laws. Right. That's the way it works in the in the states. The, the federal government has like this blanket that's over them, but the states have the rules. Just like alcohol is legal in the United States, but there are places in the United States that it's not legal. Mm. And it would be the same way there that if the federal government would legalize cannabis across the board, this state would still have the uh, ability to go in and make their own laws and regulate it their own way. Oh. Very complex system. Yep, and it's a long process too, so it's going to be a while before South Dakota see any changes in that shit. Um, hope they're hoping next year because you know if they can get the next initiative back on the ballot and get the same support, and I'm hoping getting me a little bit more support, then the governor is going to have to, to hit this again. Yeah. So I'm hoping we're opening some people's eyes and, and they're, they're seeing this. So uh, let's get let's get some messages out there, some tweets it, it, fired back at this governor. You know, it raises awareness at the very least. You know, so that's what we want. That. So yes. then then we have some. Some ZN kind of news. This is ZN's kind of thing, man. ZN, tell us about this shit. What's going on? Um, th this is a bit of a strange one. I'm not entirely 100% sure about this one because it seems like um, a bit of uh, propaganda spread by police. Um, this is this is Canada. Uh, uh, Ontario police, uh, the Ontario provincial police um, are saying that buyers of illicit cannabis are getting both less than they paid for and more than they bargained for. <laughs> in their illicit market cannabis um what it's basically saying is they've they've tested the samples of illicit cannabis that's been um like uh confiscated in their area and the most of it's saying um it's got so much thc in it like 60 percent thc and it turns out to be actually 45 percent thc and, oh. oh yeah really really bad <laughs> you know, these, these 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 people must be devastated that they're losing like 15 percent thc um but the 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 the, the worst thing is that they're, they're detecting lots of pesticides in them as well mm. which are banned um and the the, the pesticides are, are, are sort of supposed to be like in really really small parts per million and they're turning out to like several thousand times higher than their than Health Canada wants it to be. Yeah. Um, so they're they're saying like your dealer's weed is shit. Come and get it from our like nice nice uh, dispensary. moldy dispensary. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not 100 percent on that one. I've, I've heard that that shit before from other police forces throughout the, the world. Yeah, yeah, it's one of them scaremongering stories, isn't it? Yeah, but, I mean, again, it could be 100 percent true. Mm. Right now, what true. we're seeing is that we're seeing from the the legal market shitty pesticide ridden and mold ridden weed coming from there as well. Hmm. Yeah, that has been an issue. Mm. What do you sure. think there, TJ? Yeah, I, I mean, it's what I say about concentrate. I, I like, I literally work at a legal concentrate maker, and sometimes we have to get our stuff remediated for pesticides because it happens. We deal with mostly outdoor-grown hemp, so it kind of makes a little more sense in that hmm. way. But it's not exclusive to the black market. In the black market, having less regulations does hurt that because concentrates in the strictest sense of that word is exactly that it doesn't just concentrate cannabinoids it also concentrates whatever else might be in there and if these people are using pesticides then it's gonna if they don't properly filter it it's gonna concentrate those too however not all fucking you know black market concentrates are made equally obviously Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i don't know i mean maybe the one that they found is is uh shitty but you can't just put out a blanket. The thing like is, that. and this will make more sense when the interview comes along, the illicit market doesn't get government support to stay open when they sell shitty weed. People will stop going to them and they won't, won't be able to have money to function. Yeah. But these government companies, different story, man, they get subsidies and shit to make sure they stay open. Some yeah. shocking shit in that interview, man. You'll hear in a bit when the interview well, The black market, honestly, is the purest form of capitalism. If you mm-hmm. want to look at it like it that. It is, mate. You know? uh-huh. It's so. as simple as that. Yeah, crony capitalism is shit with this uh, crazy industry. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what else do we have? Who wants to go next? But GB, you're, you're a little quiet in the background there. You want to hit, hit the next one? Yeah. The government of Malawi decided, um, not decided, sorry, it defends its decision to ask Mike Tyson to be its cannabis ambassador. <laughs> Didn't hear about that. They want Tyson to represent cannabis there. Yeah, believe it or not, <laughs> um, the, the Malawian government and more so um, spearheaded by the agricultural minister Loban Low, hmm. um, sent a le- letter to Tyson, basically asked him, would he be the the cannabis ambassador for Malawi? And Tyson respond, "You got a hot box with me." He, no, he has. He hasn't <laughs> responded yet. Um, and CNN did contact um, representatives of both the U.S. Cannabis Association and um, Tyson, and they um, refused to comment, or they, they didn't comment on it. Whatever, either way, yeah, refused. Um, so, and then, but not everybody in Malawi is very happy about it. There's mm. a the think tank there for the Central Public Access. They think that... Um, Ignoring Tyson's past convictions, mainly his conviction for rape um, back in 92, shouldn't really warrant him being offered the position. Mm. Which, I don't know. I mm, Controversial one, isn't it? It so, is very controversial. Yeah, where'd you go you with know, that? I don't know where you go with that. Mm. I'm not going to give my opinion on it, but um, as you go further down, you have a couple of the other. So the Agricultural Minister... Um, or a spokesperson said um, that he believes that Tyson, um, he's a reformed person and he was released on parole and on moral opinion. 
that um he should be he should be all right mm-hmm. or sorry he should be given given it and so, he's, anybody he's, can tell watching Mike Tyson is a different guy than what it was thirty years ago you know yeah. Very true. And he is he is heavily involved in cannabis in the States of that. So I see that could be why they were looking at it. But he and even the Minister of, uh, of Gender, Patricia Calati. Minister of Gender, what the fuck is that all about? Oh, let's not get into that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's what I was I reading. The minister it's... now. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit it's just like a, a controversial tone Marge would you like to hear your new story quick yes, before the end comes <laughs> back on the mic shit before I go down that rabbit hole sure this one comes to us from Florida lawmakers propose big changes to cannabis compound Delta 8 so basically what's going on down there is Delta 8 THC is pretty widely available I guess in Florida in oh yeah well, like, big time all kinds of places like gas stations and stores and, and whatnot. I guess I, I have to admit, I'm not super familiar with Delta eight, but the article is saying that it's um, a THC product, but it's not as psychoactive as the THC that we're all familiar with, but they're going to make it so that you have to be 21 to buy CBD and Delta eight products now, which was previously 18. And they're also going to make it easier and less expensive to get access to medical marijuana, which they don't really dive into too much in this article. But that to me sounds like a good thing when they're mm-hmm. increasing access for medical marijuana. Uh, but they're closing the loop on Delta 8. So that's going to be more difficult to, to procure. And places that sell it right now might not be able to sell it anymore. So it's just sort of reducing access to that so i guess that's sort of the recreational side of things is going to be more difficult to get but i'm surprised it took this long for florida to do that i mean it's delta eight down in south southeast is it's pretty common down here it teenagers use it all the time it's it's traded just like you know nicotine things for kids is traded left and right not not just that one either there's also the thcp the thco Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's a Delta Zero as well out there. Yeah. All of these, they're CBD compounds that are, you know, like treated with acids and other things like that to change the molecules and, and get high on that they're, they're sliding right by the state government. So I'm surprised Florida took this long, but if they only did Delta eight, I mean, good grief, this is just basically we're right back into the synthetic cannabinoids where as soon as they make one of them illegal, they're going to make another molecule. Right. Yeah. It's almost mm-hmm. like it's almost impossible to stop, really. Yeah. It's Will you so say that, TG? What one are those getting down there? Are they in concentrate? It must be like isolates, right? They're isolates. Basically, with, with the molecules, are, you take CBDs and just like I said, treat them with various acids and different yeah, processes yeah. and change just, the structure on them. And they're yeah. just in vape cartridges, you know, that they mix it with the CBD yeah. and you'll get a, a, in different concentrations i could easily find it I'm, i have i don't look for the stuff but i'm aware of it and it's very easy to see um, I know delta eight is an intermediary between if you're making um cbm isolate you go mm-hmm. cbd isolate to delta eight and then into cbm so right i guess if you stop there then yeah but you're right it is it's a, it's a chemical procedure that it's, yeah it's kind of a loophole be- it's a loophole in the hemp laws that basically the any compound that's created from hemp was considered legal because they had to do that to make hemp growing legal. But it's the loophole a, is, effect- is, you know, the modifying these molecules. Yeah, it's effectively the same thing as what China does with the opiates. You know, fentanyl yeah. becomes a thing, then they ban fentanyl. Now you have car fentanyl where they shift, 
you know, an OH from mm -hmm. the, the fifth position on the carbon chain or the carbon ring yeah. to the sixth position. And now it's a little different. So technically not illegal, but mm -hmm. pretty much it does the same shit, right? So, pretty much the same as those bath salts and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Chemistry, man, is if you know how to fuck with it, it's amazing. But yeah. It's Pandora's like, box on this, unfortunately, as far as the, the, that market goes. I think they would be better off doing recreational cannabis and getting rid of the synthetics. That would be my opinion on this. But do I'm you get much doubt right products in your dispensary, Marge? None whatsoever. None. No. No. Just oh, all, no. all the original doubts are not. Just all. Yeah, that's right. CBD the hardcore shit. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm not that familiar with it, really. The Delta. Yeah. When I was in. Um, when I was in the States, the woman that picked me up from the airport was talking a lot about Delta 8 because she was mm -hmm. from Texas. And I, again, the, that's legal there. And so is CBD, but um, beyond mm -hmm. that, I'm totally not familiar with it. Yeah, most of the legal states, once they end up with, with recreational legal, all of those those kind of materials, some, some states actually outlaw the synthetics once they have uh, recreational. I know Colorado was on a on a binge to do that early on in the synthetic, uh, uh, synthetic, synthetic cannabinoids early on with the spice and all. But a lot of the states, because hey, the weed is so good, you don't need that synthetic crap. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This yeah. article does say too that 16 states have banned or restricted the use of Delta 8. Yeah. As well. So then we have something which is only applicable to Canada, unfortunately. TG, uh, what are you saying, bro? So I'm going to read this article nicely, and then I'm going to give my opinion on it. Yes. <laughs> that's that's what we're hoping for. Okay, listen to, the, listen to the nice voice from TJ. TJ, do the nice voice. Well, it's, you know, on, on the surface, it seems like great. So the headline is Uber Eats Cannabis in-app ordering now available. So I'm sure everybody knows what Uber Eats is. It's, you know, skip the dishes or DoorDash, all that shit order food from a place, get it delivered to you for, it's, it's fucking delivery, but it's contracted delivery essentially. So Uber Eats now is getting into the weed game. Apparently they're gonna deliver your weed. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> so, Where is that in the article? Where's the asterisk? No, well, in the, oh. I guess I'll read a bit of the You've article. added there for afterwards. I, there for afterwards. You know, I, I really hate this article to be quite honest. I feel like whoever wrote it got probably a lot of money from Canopy and Tokyo Smoke, which is <laughs> Tokyo Smoke is the dispensary that has partnered with Uber Eats. So the only one that you can use Uber Eats with is Tokyo Smoke, which is actually owned by Canopy, which is one of the most garbage cannabis companies in Canada. Yes. Um, so yeah, Take there's Canopy. We know. Oh, well, yeah. Don't get me started on Canopy. Anyway, <laughs> they, so yeah, basically the idea is like on paper, like I said, delivery, great, but actually it's not delivery. It's all you can do is you go on the app, you make your order, and then they get it ready for you and you go pick it up. Which well, but is that, what's that, what's the, where's Uber and, involved then? So that's just curbside <laughs> And you still pay the delivery fee from what I understand. Oh, really? Like but I, I heard that, that you still pay some kind of fee. I, I could yeah. be wrong on that. Are they smoking it on the way or something? What the fuck? You're probably right. Cause you know, that's how Uber eats. That's how they and make that's money. How they make their they money. Take a commission and whatever, and then the restaurant gets fucked over. So that's why you shouldn't use these companies, by the way. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, so basically, you get to pay money to go pick up your own weed, just like you normally would. <laughs> but the thing is, and the part of this that pisses me off, there's a few parts that piss me off actually that are specifically in the article and just overall. 
here in Saskatchewan, and it does note in the article that during the pandemic, the Canadian government made it uh, delivery and curbside pickup uh, like a mandatory service or whatever. So here in Saskatchewan, if you, I have two, two tabs open right now to two different dispensaries and both of them offer delivery, actual delivery, not just like, hey, we can get your shit ready and come get it. They do that too, but they will deliver to your house. And I should note that the black market also delivers and always has delivered. You know, mm-hmm. we have delivery service in Canada. There's a in, in Saskatoon. I forget the company's name, but they've been around for fucking decades doing the, the same shit. There's yeah. lots of them. Mm-hmm. To work to work in a dispensary and to work in um like a, an extraction facility, do you have to go through like a, a vetting, like a, a police yes. vetting service yes. or anything? Yeah. yeah. So how are they gonna do that with Uber Eats with the drivers or things if they if they do get around to delivering? Because none of those people do be vetted. Well, they are, I think, through can sell, right? Yeah, and I had to have a like a police record check done, but that's about yeah. it. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. I was <laughs> fingerprinted and every because I get I'm a, I'm trying to get a security clearance, so that's a little bit more intense. But mm. yeah. Anyway, the other part that really pisses me off um, is they go into how it's going to benefit patients um, specifically. They're about halfway down the article, snuffing out cannabis crimes and black market competition. The people, powers that be, think that offering delivery will help to get rid of the black market, which maybe it will because it's convenience. You know, people are lazy, so but. It says, in Canada, both medical and adult use cannabis is legalized. True. Patients have many different options and advantages when they have a medical card. It is a model that some states in America have watched closely and U.S. policymakers. That's fucking bullshit. Because as a patient, (laughs) I don't have access to these dispensaries. I literally have to use Canada Post or Mm -hmm. Purelater or fucking UPS or someone because I have to go to that directly to the company that sells the weed, the LP's website. I can't go to a dispensary, show my card, get a discount. That doesn't work like that. So mm. this this is very misleading, this article, I feel like, in terms of how it benefits medical patients and shit, because it doesn't at all. Medical patients always get shoved to the side. We don't nobody gives a fuck about us. So yeah, that's true. Cause all the dispensaries are recreational. So people can yeah, have yeah. cards and we can't help them. Yeah. There's and honestly, we can do. a lot of the time. Some well, not a lot. Sometimes it is even cheaper to go to these legal dispensaries and not even use your medical discount or not discount, but should be a discount if your company you're with is a decent one and you get to claim it on your taxes, right? There's none of that, but it's still cheaper than to go to the fucking store because medical again gets thrown to the wayside. And again, in this article, it, it just shows that because these people don't even know what they're talking about in terms of how delivery is going to benefit patients because it's not it can't it sounds more like a fucking a skip the queue thing it's like you don't have to go there order your shit and wait for it to get ready you just right let them know yeah. beforehand what you're getting and then you skip the queue like i mean it's yeah. this and then you leave that's that. that's all it is that's which just seems silly to me because every dispensary offers online ordering yeah pretty much yep. and some of them deliver some of them don't but this uber eats thing is just uber it, trying uber to get app. in and it yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just for Tokyo Smoke, which is only in like Toronto and some of the big cities. So if you're outside of that, that doesn't apply either. On that point, if you go right to the bottom of the article, it does give a little profile of who is Tokyo Smoke and Mm -hmm. why are they so good? So yeah, this is obviously (laughs) like a paid fucking promotion. I mean, Mm -hmm. it seems like it to me anyway. So no one is more qualified than Uber Eats. Like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) Fuck me. Anyway, sorry. So there we yeah, go. It's... Yeah, that's cannabis news and TG's weekly rant. We should make that a section <laughs> in the show to replace what the fuck. I'd like that. That'd be a cool section, man. 
DG's <laughs> weekly rant. What's pissed you what off this week? What the fuck you're upset TG? about this week, DG? He's gonna be like, you know what fucking pisses me off, man. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck yeah. pisses me off, my DG? Rick's rant, like on the Rick Mercer. Yeah, I mean, stuff, yeah. you know, it really yeah. grinds my gears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got. You know, we could we could probably make a whole show out of that. Yeah, man. Don't want to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, we should do the forum news. Uh, the RPS will be open this week. We will also finish off the last round of Squid Game this week with uh, Rufio and Dr. X are the players who have gone through, player 12 and player 7. Wow, down to two. Yes, down to down two. To two. They will finish each other off very soon. Or, you know, finish well, one will finish the other. It's, we'll see what happens, and it? it's going to be an interesting one. You know somebody saying? will die. Somebody will <laughs> die. Somebody will suffer, and somebody will win a fucking epic night from HLG. Shout out to HLG again. Really? For the epic lightage, man. The R Diablo going to the winner. Uh, and the Nikki and Swami Shatanya live stream is coming up this week before the next show on the 2nd of November. And that's for uh, Patreons and YouTube members. If you don't have the link already, check your Patreon. It'll be there. Yeah, but that's about it for the forum news. Anything else to add? Not that I can think of. No. Oh, well, yeah, I'm on Planet of the Month, but that's not really news. It's like we'll, you know, we yeah, three, we'll, entries. We'll, three, three entries and mine was picked. So there you go. We're done. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So, yeah, RPS is going to close. I think I'll close it on a Wednesday. Uh, I think that's when I'll close the entry and then we can do a draw to decide who's going against who. It's going to be sweet. It's going to be a good session. But that's it then. I think we should move on to the Strand of the Week. You see, Anna, are you ready for Strand of the Week? Yeah. Let's do it then. What's this strawberry eclair you're always talking about? Well, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's a bit of a misnomer now because according to G13 Labs, who uh, bred the actual seed in question, it's no longer available. Um, I, I didn't even know it was going to be one of these no longer available. It was, it was introduced as a limited edition. According to G13. Well, Labs. usually that means at some point they're not going to be available anymore. <laughs> well, I didn't know, you see, because I never, I, I ordered it direct from G13 Labs and it wasn't advertised as a, a, a limited edition. Right. Because it's still not advertised as was a limited edition until you read the description, which, right. you know, I didn't. <laughs> Who does, <laughs> you know? Who well, knows? I, I was on a, a, a different forum and I won some of these strawberry eclairs uh, in a, a, a competition. Um, and I grew them out and I thought, oh, this is really, really nice. Um, it's a, a, a 50-50 cross indica sativa. Um, and it's a cross between strawberry cough, Girl Scout cookies and Casey Jones. Um, really, really nice strawberry taste. Not my favourite of the strawberries ever. Um, mm because I'm, I'm still looking for that one, which I tasted <laughs> one day and thought, oh, that's beautiful. And I've never been able to find it again. Um, but it was a really, really nice strain. So I've kind of said to everybody, same as I did with brain damage, oh, yeah, 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 you need to try this. You need to try this. And then everybody's gone out and said, we can't fucking find it. So I'm <laughs> like, oh, oh, shit. Right. The reason you can't find it is because it's no longer available. Um, but, but... <laughs> Uh, Saj Din has just put a couple of uh, possible alternatives uh, from Connoisseur Genetics. Shout out to Saj. What's up, Saj? Kind of the same crosses, but missing the, 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 the Casey Jones influence. 
there's a strawberry cookies which looks almost the same um yeah it might look almost they all look almost the same it's about that flavor isn't it that's the difference yeah but it's missing the casey jones cross the gb Um, said there's a link though didn't you gb yeah they're out of stock oh no i I just carved up myself when i went in to put them into my basket (laughs) but Mm -hmm. to be honest if you look at the picture of the strawberry eclair from seedsman and you look at the picture of the strawberry cookies from connoisseur genetics they look almost identical. Mm. They're like twins. And that happens as well. You know, they get these seeds and you just put them in different packaging with a different name on. Yeah. So it is possible that they came from the same like yeah. branches. Um, this guy does a lot, the, the connoisseur genetics guy does a lot of crosses with the Casey Jones as well. Um, so it's, it's quite possible. Um, mm. But it looks pretty similar. And the, 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 the descriptions and the flipping, the, the cross is pretty similar apart from the Casey Jones. So well, what 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 did you like most about this strain? What oh, was it the? Was, it, it was a really really nice tasting strain. It wasn't one of those that like knocked me out, but it was a, a nice muscle relaxant. It get me nice and flipping, you know, where where you're in 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 between that balance of like high high and like stone stone and can't move. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. in the middle. It was nice. it was perfect 50-50 flipping the indica sativa. Oh, that high and functional point. Yeah, high and functional. That's a good one. Yes. Um, With a really nice strawberry taste to it. Mm -hmm. And I don't find a lot of strawberry tastes out of most of the so-called strawberry strains. I've I've tried a few. um, And this this has been the best tasting strawberry of the lot so far. And Mm. it did the trick. It didn't have me flipping knocked out stupid. And it didn't have me running around for like 15, 16 hours a day like an idiot. Uh, It's quite in between. Mm. Really nice, really nice. And it, how was the grow? How long's flowering period and shit? Uh, didn't take too long as it goes. I think it was about what seven weeks, seven eight weeks. Sweet man, fast um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was quite quick. Um, wasn't like a massive yield. There, there were the buds were like quite small. Uh, well, I'll say medium small. Um, but they were solid, all solid hard bits, and it lasted me a good couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> that's me a good couple of weeks. Five ounce plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> me a couple of weeks. <laughs> I know the oh, feeling, man. <laughs> oh, it's, it's one of them, there. You go through it, don't you? When you yeah, you do. For a long time, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's one of them. You can't help it. <laughs> it sounds like a tasty strain, man. Where can people find these beans then? <laughs> well, nobody can find these flipping beans. If anybody can find these uh, actual G13 strawberry eclair beans, then let me know. Yes. Uh, GB just sent the seedsman link, but they're out of stock. Right. Um, but to be fair, I'm, like I said, I'm looking at these strawberry cookies from Connoisseur Genetics, um, and they're looking pretty similar. So I might give them a try as it goes. I spoke really? to Connoisseur Genetics at Product Earth Show. Okay. So I might just send them a message and say, hi it's me again i've just <laughs> recovered from all the dabbing yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. shit yes yeah. good strain man if anybody out there is growing it or has it in their seed collection and plans to grow it then come over buses and let us know man we want to yeah. see this thing give it a go yeah. let us know yeah. don't be shy but that, that's about it let's go on to grow guides and discuss what makes a good grower Here we are for the grow guys with a rhetorical question. Well, sort of rhetorical. There's many answers to this question. It's not just one thing that makes somebody a good grower. It's 
many different things. So uh, let's go around the panel and see. Well, Marge, you want to go first? What would you think makes a good grower? That's a very good question. I would say the thing that makes a good grower is somebody who's willing to try new things and keep learning because mm-hmm. you join a forum like Percy's Growing and you're always going to learn something new. So like that, the willingness to learn is definitely what would make a good grower. Constant progression. Yeah. 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 What about you, GB? What are you saying? Admin your fuck-ups. Yeah, admitting the fuck-ups, yeah. <laughs> admitting your fuck-ups. Showing your, even showing your fuck-ups. Yeah. You know, like I show, I show all of mine. If I fuck anything up, I show because other people learn from your mistakes mm-hmm. then. So, yeah, I think showing your fuck-ups. What are you saying, Monkey? Um, patience and confidence kind of, kind of go a long way in growing. Um, you know, and, and also that, that open mind is really important. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've learned so much when, since I started growing cannabis, just by considering other opinions mm-hmm. and, uh, and then being able to apply, apply all that, the patience, the confidence and the open mind thing that, that you, you got, you got the beginnings of something. But you see, never ever think that you're all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. be a humble person yeah never yeah. ever think that you know everything there is to know and like look down on people that don't know mm-hmm. shit mm-hmm. and also be a member of Percy's that makes that's right difference. that's right that makes a big difference and yeah. what are you saying TG well fuck well fuck that's, yeah. that covers it man like all of that I was I'm a big fan of humility you know like I get a lot of people messaging sometimes oh you're a good girl or oh those are awesome but like you know that can they they do look awesome but they should right if that's that's not something to like pat yourself on the back about i mean because well it, it is and it isn't i don't know I, I just i'm a big fan of humility so as you might know or, <laughs> but yeah just stay always humble and and never stop like understanding that you don't understand anything really like you know how to do it your way but like so many other people are doing it so many other different ways and doing it well. And, you know, just to, yeah, it goes back to all of that stuff. Be, be able to keep learning. Don't look down on people because you think you're the shit. All of you, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And basically yeah. it goes down to every day is a school day, isn't it? Indeed. Yeah. It never yeah. stops. I've been doing this shit a long time, man. And I still don't know. Fuck all. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you're only as good as your last pro, right? And, mm-hmm. Uh, but monkey said there, uh, Confidence as well. Confidence. You have to be happy to try new things, you know, and search for that progression. See if you can make it better somehow and experiment. Have fun with it as well. That, that's an important thing. You don't, you don't learn if you don't experiment. Yeah. Confidence in the fact that, you know, you're not going to kill it instantly. You know, mm-hmm. it'll bounce back. It's going to be okay. Uh, I got this. Mm-hmm. It comes in time. Hey, I get scared sometimes too. I think being able to take advice is a big one for a lot of growers because we all get advice that we may or may not want, but it might be good. It might be the right advice. Right. And like, Mm -hmm. um, even if you don't want to hear it, you have to be able to like, like it's, it's like constructive criticism. It never, it never feels great to know that you fucked up, but when you understand how you fucked up and then how you're going to make it better, that Mm -hmm. makes you feel good. And you have to be willing to acknowledge that. So, but you also have to be able to tell when somebody's just trying to make themselves feel awesome and look, mm-hmm. make you look like a dick, but and not actually want to help you. So that's it. Helping other growers. It's not just about yourself. You know, growing is a community thing. I know you got to keep it to yourself and shit, but for the growers, you do know, 
Yeah, you got to help each other out, man. And help each other do better and enjoy the hobby with each other. Because yeah, that's day, what it is, though. a hobby. Yeah. Why, why, why should there be, like, secret shit? It's just because <laughs> of authorities. We're growing, we're growing fucking plants, for fuck's sake. Yeah, it's I don't mean us. secret shit as in keeping it away from, like, the law and whatever. Mm. I mean secret shit between growers. Mm. And there's, you've got uh, these yeah. growers who's got this specific way of growing and, like, there's techniques that nobody, like, knows and shit, and he gets yeah. this. Who the fucking old pricking prick? Why do you like it's, it's literally why I, I published my soil recipe? That was like my second post on Percy's was my full fucking soil recipe yeah. on how to make it because yeah. I want people to grow weed. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Like yeah, if, no, if, we, we all yeah. want that, isn't it really? <laughs> yeah. 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 If everybody grew weed and weed was worthless, I'd be a happy guy. Yeah, man. Sell their houses and shit to pay for fucking Yeah. You and they wouldn't go to jail. Like, nobody would get killed over it. Nobody would care about it. No, that's it's it. Just... Nobody would be in jail over it because it ain't worth shit then. You don't send people to jail for stuff that ain't worth shit. So when it comes yeah. to like the quality of a product and, you know, the yield, I think we all agree here that uh, the quality is far more important than the yield, right? Yeah. 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 But I'm, but at the same time, I'm not going to sit there, there and chase a minuscule yield for, for a quality. It, it, it would have to be an exceptional lead for me to go ahead and drop all the yield just for quality. So oh, yeah. yeah. Kinda, I, mm-hmm. I need a balance. Yeah. You got to have enough to supply yourself. Yeah. That's an important thing. And that's where it comes to the Percy grower thing. You know, what is a Percy grower? And it's pretty much just somebody who grows cannabis for themselves, just their own personal use. They don't sell any. They don't give any away. They just, you know, they're growing their own personal cannabis. So each person's different, you know, how they grow, how many plants they grow. And what's the need to That's grow? something that always needs to be considered, you know. I consider mine. I'm, I'm definitely a hobby grower, but I'm also, like, I produce medicine for myself, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a self-sufficiency thing for me, too, mm-hmm. which is really important for a lot of people, especially, you know, people that don't qualify or don't have a medical system to even mm-hmm. deal with, you know. It's yeah. all, like... The whole medical versus recreational, it, it's such a silly kind of argument, but, you know, for people that do have specific applications, like I'm, like I've said before, I'm excited for these suppositories because of my IBS, you know, take it to the source sort of thing. So in that sense, yeah, I'm, uh, and if I can learn to make my own, then I'll, and I've always develop or try to grow strains that help my stomach and shit, right? So from that sense, quality means uh, symptom, like, being able to get rid of my symptoms not so much yeah, uh-huh. like i i have some totally tasteless stuff right now um in my jar but it totally destroys my uh stomach symptoms. Yeah, yeah. so I'll so it's a different, again. different yeah. meaning of quality for you isn't yeah. it? well it depends too you know i i love a good tasty spicy haze too you know like i'll uh i'm a connoisseur but i'm also a, a patient in that mm-hmm. sense so yeah but everybody's different right so so, you know, a good grower is somebody who produces a consistent amount of nice cannabis that they can supply themselves on and share the knowledge with other people to make sure that they can learn how to do it too, you know? And don't be a dick. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's it. Humility is another, another big one as well, you know? It's understanding that we're all standing on the shoulders of giants, man. Everything we've learned, we haven't just, like, stuck a planet in a part in a cupboard and learn things that we've gone along that we've learned from books and the internet from forums from youtube videos and all these people are we're all standing on the shoulders of giants and you just remember that you know 
none of this figured out figured it out for ourselves we was all in a point where at, at a point where we were learning all of this shit once and if somebody comes along and they're in the position you were think about how would you how would you like to have been treated when you was in that position you know help them out instruct them but don't be a dick about it they do things their way as well you know it's more than one way to grow weed mm-hmm. i got a message actually i'll read this out i won't read who it sent it to me because i don't know if they want their name on the podcast but i got a message on instagram that said um i'm a new grower are you open to questions you know newbie grower and we should uh, like said, yeah 100 pound yeah well maybe some some people did say that because i said uh sure fire away i'm not always around so i might not get back to you right away but i'll do my best you know it's all Mm -hmm. i can offer Mm -hmm. and then he he replied uh i really appreciate that to be honest because other growers just don't want to share the knowledge which i find strange because at some point someone showed them figured they should show people law Mm -hmm. and 100 percent, man like you didn't like unless you're just fucking I don't know, Mother Gaia or something that just can grow plants with their ass. Like, <laughs> like nobody, all right. It all, everybody learns. I don't know why I used ass, but you well, know, probably would have been better. I, I visualized <laughs> it there as well for a second. And Mother Gaia with the butt cheeks out like that, a little uh, ganja plant coming out of crack. Well fertilized, bro. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, like everybody's learned from, you don't just know shit from nowhere. Mm-hmm. Well, some people come out the womb like that, don't they? Yeah, people apparently. come out of the room all knowing and all fucking seeing. I don't know. Fuck those mm-hmm. people, though. Don't trust them. <laughs> we, yeah. Yeah, we're all in a position at some point where we don't know fuck all and we're asking for help of other people. And the, the, the reaction you get from those other people will determine if you carry on doing this shit or not, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, always be nice to these new growers because if you don't and they quit and then they're back on the legacy market putting money into places it shouldn't go. Our worst legal market. No, mm-hmm. Yeah, either one. Yeah, isn't it? Weed killer yeah. and flipping fentanyl and flipping all sorts of shit in your weed. And yeah, mold, yes. So then what makes a good grower? That's it. I mean, that, that's about it. It's, it's not specifically one thing. It's numerous things, man. Yeah. It's like, how do I grow a good plant? There ain't one specific answer. Mm-hmm. Do your thing, enjoy it, and help others enjoy it as well. Yeah. And join a decent forum. <laughs> Then you're yeah. not alone. You can and share it. Yeah, yeah. Share, it. share this shit, you know? Ego is a detriment. I'll say that. You know, if you think, if, you, if you're starting to generate an ego because somebody tells you you grow good weed or whatever, then, like, it's like, yeah. yeah but you should you should see some of my tent. or some of the plants in my tent right now, actually. Maybe I'll take a picture. I, I have some re-vegging skunks, you know? I'm a, I'm a great grower. People tell me it all the time. But I fucked up royally this time, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I'm making a YouTube series about it. Like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, right? it ha- does happen to every grower. If you've been growing for any length of time, you've had made some mistakes and had some oh, yeah. shit happen. Mm-hmm. So being able to talk about it openly helps other people yeah. learn from that too because it happens to all of us. Yeah, yeah. man, my last grow was a, a load of shit. But, you know, the, the yeah. one going on now is fine. <laughs> my, my last grow, every single plant has seeds and because I didn't see one mm. of the plants that Hermit in the back and had spit its fucking nasty seed all spit over. Spit semen all over the place. <laughs> Everywhere, man. Not one fucking plant survived it, like. And that mm. was out of two tents. Isn't it called pollen? Smoke the seed. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Fucking devil fucking spawn. That's what it is. Yeah, you know, but we all make mistakes and that's part of the learning process, isn't it? 
those people that post those Instagram pictures, you know, they take about three hours taking off all the shitty looking leaves before they take uh, those pictures, right? So mm-hmm. oh, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> sometimes two hours. Mine. Yeah, I try to post mine <laughs> as they come out the tent. You know, they're gonna have a little wear and tear because the plant's ending the end of its life. That's what mm. I kind of look at. Yeah, know? yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, mine just gets flashed and straight up. Yeah, like that picture that they took of uh, Prince, was it Prince Charles or whoever was in that thing when he was looking all old, remember, before he died? Who? And that, not Prince Charles. Yeah, I was going to say, when did that? Did I miss that? Prince, who's, I can never (laughs) remember his name. Oh, Philly. Prince Philip. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the back of that car. It's like, you shouldn't take, well, shouldn't have taken that picture specifically, but what do you expect? The guy's like fucking on... On death's door. Yeah, we so do had no way he's looking good, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, really anyway, we won't go on about that. But <laughs> yeah, just don't uh, don't uh, think that you're a shitty grower just because you fuck up once or twice or mm-hmm. you know, a bunch. Yeah, man, mm-hmm. it happens. But come and sign up. Sign up to postscrollroom.com slash forum. That's that's the forum. Go, go over there. Sign up if you're a member already. Share your grow with us. You know, maybe you'll learn some things, but maybe you'll teach other people some things as well. It's not all about you, you know? Yeah. That's it's not about what thing. the forum can do for you. It's what can you do for the forum? We are yes. the board collective over there. <laughs> Bring your information in, please. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. Are you saying that, TJ? Well, no, I, I like that idea. It's it's kind of like, the you know, they say about the internet, right? There's When you ask a question, you're not the first one. Somebody's asked that question before, so there is an answer somewhere. So you can, you just got to find it, right? Mm -hmm. And with with weed too, that's where we want to get to is like literally every fucking way that you can grow weed. So the the more people doing slightly different things and Mm -hmm. and reporting back on it, the better, because Mm -hmm. then we'll cover all of those variables and it'll be like approaching infinity, like a calculus at a limit. That's true. And they've been under this bro science out there. Yeah. Body will know shit. Yeah, because they'll be like, actually, we have that. <laughs> you know, there'll be no flipping trolling on flipping Facebook ever no. again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's how you be a good grower, man. Just keep learning. Keep doing well. Make sure your jars are always full and, you know, just you learn know, from your mistakes. Yeah. And share your information with mm-hmm. everybody else. You mm-hmm. know? That's Failure, right. success, everything. Mm-hmm. It's all information. It's all good stuff. Yes. So I hope you enjoyed that. Everybody learned something from it, I'm sure. But the most most important thing to take away from this is sign up to PersusGrowRoom.com. Okay. Yes, so join the forum. But that's about it, right? I think we should, we'll go on to what the fuck was that? Let's do it. So, yeah, we had, I think it's going to be the last what the fuck was that. We don't have much interest in, in this section anymore. I think we can replace it with something more, more we didn't fun. We not have a guest this week at all. So, no, no. Uh, it's difficult we... sounds. It's, it, it's 69 episodes anyway. I know we had a few off. We had a few episodes in the middle, but it's hard to find sounds now that are either, you know, they're either going to be just ridiculously too easy or ridiculously too hard. We found everything in the middle, really. <laughs> well, we were, we were challenged to, to find some some little bit harder ones. And so, you know, we have mm-hmm. found some harder ones now. Hey, Tom, well, it was very easy. It's easy yeah, when you know. Because you did them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you were there. Well, Mine was simple. You too. know what they were. But no, it's like if, if you walk in a place like that that has forks, you'd hear forks slapping the grounds all day yeah. long. So mm-hmm. you should know that. And that's what I thought. That that that's a that was a, a normal enough job. 
Well, I mean, come on, that's the, that's the same thing I thought. If anybody's ever been around a plotter, that's the sound that they make sometimes. So I'm going like, and yeah. You know, I've been around plotters so many fucking times. I've never, ever heard them make sound like that. You see? Oh. <laughs> no. But then again, well, yeah. We just made Mackie's point. <laughs> you know why that'd be? Because that'd be their, their, their American flipping plotters, isn't it? They run at a different voltage, so it'll sound different. Mm. Maybe, oh, maybe. maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. now we're really getting deep here. Anyway, back to what was the fuck was that? <laughs> so let's have a listen to what this week's sound was. Let, here we go. And there were no guesses. Okay. So, and, and it is a weird sound, but it all makes sense when, when, when you know what it is. I mean, of course, everything makes sense when you know what it is, but when you walked up to this before and heard this sound, it's like, yeah, this is what they do. So I guess it's time to reveal what it is, right, Mackie? A dragon breathing. <laughs> we were hiking on the top of a mountain in Alabama. It was, it was winter and it was windy. And this is the sound of the wind coming through the guy cables on a cell tower, playing them like a musical instrument at the base where the, the uh, cables are, are tied into the, the, concrete anchors bro that anchor is just vibrating uh it's got three cables so it's vibrating at a triple harmonic it was just pretty cool wind right come to the cable uh, you see everybody <laughs> yeah, you know uh, he's just one. told me what it is and i still don't know what it is wind blowing over cables radio tower does the same thing high winds or anything like that but any kind of oh, an yeah, 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 yeah. high winds and basically, they, 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 they make a vibration when the wind blows, depending upon the, the speed of the wind. Wow. There you go, everybody. What the fuck was that? That's what the fuck that was. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, next another section uh, in the next couple of shows. I don't know. Maybe we'll get it done for next week. I don't know. We've got to think about something nice in here. So if you've got any suggestions on what you think we should, you know, just a quick five-minute fun section to put in place of what the fuck was that, let us know, and we'll put it up. I don't know. We can come up with a section collectively, maybe. Should we move on to the interviewees next? This is a call interview. Let's do it. So this, this was some TG's recommendation. He's a cool guy, man, and we spoke to him for like an hour and a half. And he'll be back again at some point, TG. So if you want to, you know, we can get him on some time when you're free and do another interview. The reason I wasn't there was because my furnace fucking fucked up again uh, and I had to deal with that that morning. So Lame. it was, it was uh, an emergency kind of shit again. But... Yeah. I bet that pissed you off extra. Well, yeah, yeah it was cold and yeah. yeah. You still cold? You got heat in it all now. Fuck no. Oh, you know, I get our new furnace on December 2nd. So, oh yeah, by the way, we're, I'll explain it all during that intermission here. To sure, cool, cool, guys, cool. But, uh, Yeah, sure. I'm still cold. Is the point? <laughs> yeah. So, so Matt Lammers is the guy's name, and he's a reporter yeah. for MJ Biz Daily. And we've re we've read lots of his news articles throughout the history of the show, and he always writes good shit. You know, TG pointed him out, so contacted him up on Twitter, and he came on for an interview. Pretty sweet, man. And sometimes it's just as easy as that. You just contact people, and they're like, "Yeah, no, come and chat to you. That'd be sweet." Cool guy, smoker writes about cannabis. It's pretty cool. And he's got some interesting uh, stuff about South Korea he mentions in there. And uh, But he goes on about the government subsidies with, with the cannabis market over the, the whole COVID thing. Man, some real interesting shit in there. So listen to that. And we'll have the rest of this interview edited up and put out maybe Thursday. 
Thursday or Friday, we'll put out, put out the extended version of this interview so you can hear the rest of it. It's super cool, man. It's a good interview. Cool guy. And we'll have him back on again soon. So here's the audio for the interview. It's about 25 minutes. And we'll see you on the other side. Enjoy. Roll. Smoke and all that. Do it. Do it. pretty weird eh? how you're like in the midst of this huge semi-legal industry but you still have to be careful about stuff like this that's exactly right and i'm in the u.s a place that you would think would be okay but not where i live Mm -hmm. even i have to be careful when i go to other countries too because in some like i go to south korea quite often because i have family there right and and it's really um uh taboo and super illegal in south korea to the point where if you admit that you consumed cannabis um even even medically and even in another country they could arrest you for it in south korea whoa you get prison time um mostly fines but yeah yeah they have thrown some people in jail but like once in a while they'll make an example out of a celebrity like some celebrity Mm -hmm. will go to like another country take a picture take a selfie of themselves smoking a joint on the beach or something and then back in south korea it'll it'll create a stir and then and then that person will get in deep shit when they get back to Korea. So wow. you're telling me that South Korea is using what, what I'm going to refer to as ex post facto law to punish you for going to a legal country to smoke weed? Yeah. Oh, hell no. Yeah, that's so if harsh. you ever visit a place like South Korea, and I'm assuming like some Arab countries too, like you would never want to admit that you've consumed cannabis. And actually, you know what, even when I go to the States, which hasn't been very much in the last two years, very much at all, actually, <laughs> for obvious reasons, um, I can I can admit that I've ever consumed cannabis or I might get banned from the United States. That's yeah, happened before. Because uh-huh. I mean, you're, you're from Canada, right, Matt? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, you go south of the border, it's legal where you are. And even if you visit a legal state, you still can't uh, take any across the border and shit like that. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. Madness, so we're, we're, we're far from we're far from it being normalized. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really. like decades away. Yep. Do you think that long decade? Well, yeah, it's supposed to lift all the stigma. I mean, in terms of yeah, like uh, getting rid of the stigma. I think yeah, yeah twenty years. I think a gen. Well, I, th- I think one full generation. You know, I think mm-hmm. like probably 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think people like my parents, even though like they see legal shops and they know it's legal. I don't think they'll ever be really comfortable with it. And I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of people like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're that's right. It's just because how they grew up. You know what I mean? Like they had that propaganda like driven into them. Yeah. Decades. That's it. Drilled into them, man. Reaper right. madness. Exactly, man. You can't, you government. can't undo that. Mm. It's hard to do. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was, it was in our face for 50 years. So it's, yeah. it's kind of hard to actually erase that image right now. I know when my mother passed, to that day, she was completely con- uh, convinced that marijuana would ruin your life. One token, you were done. It's just ridiculous. But we have to, I mean, we have to move on. Mm. For yeah. sure. And we are, you know, we are slowly, but not maybe not as fast as we need to or, or as fast as some people say or think we are. Like, I mm-hmm. think, you know, we're, we're, move- we're definitely moving in the right direction. Just look at the last decade. The last decade has been amazing in terms of like um, legal reform in various parts of like North America. Mm-hmm. And, and the UK and Europe as well lots of different places yeah. over the last 10 years I think we are heading in the right direction like you say but like you say I think it's going to take a long time to fully get there we, we got you on the show because one of our panel members he isn't here today because he I think he might be working uh, Temple Grower 
we do news on every show and a couple of times we've read out articles that were written by you and TG was like Matt Lammers is a is an epic journalist he always writes about cannabis does some good stories some good research and it was like let's see if we can contact this guy and get him on the show and here you are so that's pretty sweet thank you I, I, I appreciate that that's, that's nice of you to say thank you do you uh predominantly write about cannabis stories is that your main focus yeah, so I'm the international editor for MJ Biz. That's the big conference in Las Vegas. So we also have a, a journalism branch, you could say. We, uh, I, a bunch of my my colleagues are, are journalists, and and we all report on different parts of the industry. So my focus is outside the United States. So I never write about the U.S. Right. Okay. So you do a lot of research about cannabis law all over the world. Right. Yeah. So and more more so actually the year before this past year. This past year, they've wanted me to focus primarily on Canada. Before that, I was focused primarily outside of North America. Right. Why do you even start getting involved in a business like that? I suppose it's okay in Canada because you're legal. I've been a journalist for most of my adult life. So um, this was, this was a, a, a job opportunity that opened up. I've been here for almost five years now. And um, it's, I was just I was attracted to it because it was so interesting. I like mm. telling interesting stories. And um, at the time I was living outside of Canada and, and I wanted to move back to Canada and this job helped me, gave me kind of an avenue to move back to Canada with my family. Sweet. And you do well, you print a lot of articles, do you write a new article every week, every day? Or do you... I could, I, there's, there, I have enough content and story ideas to do, I could do three to five stories a day, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I don't have time to do that. So I probably do one or two a day. That's um, still a lot though. Yeah. Mm, I wish I could do more though. Like it's just, it's, stories are constantly being pushed off my plate that I like, that I can't mm -hmm. write about. I've just seen you post some stuff up on your Twitter uh, uh, earlier this morning, isn't it? about I just, German yeah, legalizing. That's a good example, right? So like this morning I did, a, I did some tweets about how to assess business opportunities in countries that haven't legalized cannabis yet. Um, mm -hmm. And I was going to write a story about that, but I just don't have time. So instead mm -hmm. I just fired off some tweets, but that's an important, I mean, first of all, it's really um, a country like Germany, just talking about legalization is a huge mm -hmm. social achievement mm -hmm. because, you know, reefer madness and the war on drugs, it, it kills people. It ruins families. It's a waste of money. It's mm -hmm. just, it brings no good to society at all, mm -hmm. anywhere. Um, it's a waste of resources. It's just like, we go on and on about that. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, from a business perspective, I think it's really important to, to honestly assess the business opportunities because so much money will be, will be lost by investors, by entrepreneurs, by lots of people in these markets because they don't understand the risks and they don't understand the potential rewards. Mm. They go in thinking, oh, we're going to make a billion dollars here just because they look at the country's population. But that's mm. not really how it works, unfortunately, because cannabis, like we've been talking about before, it's so stigmatized and so entrenched in the war on drugs that when countries legalize it, I'm talking about outside of the United States, because in the U.S. it's a completely different scenario. But outside mm -hmm. the U.S., when countries regulate like cannabis, whether it's for medical or for recreational use, it's always super heavily regulated. And that means that the regulations is what creates the business opportunities, not mm. the population of the country or the population of, or not the adult population. And so I had two examples there. One was Quebec and one was Michigan. The 
two, two jurisdictions with approximately the same population. Mm-hmm. Michigan has a little bit more. Um, also, they have the same uh, consumption age, which is 21 years old or more. And it's an interesting because so you would so the population based analysis, which is what most large Canadian cannabis companies use when they're looking at opportunities outside of Canada, would suggest that the two markets should be roughly equal, Quebec and uh, Michigan, but they're mm-hmm. not even close. Michigan sales are three times more per person than Quebec. Wow. So I just use that and I just use that as an example for people who look at Germany and say, well, Germany's population is, or I should say, they people who look at the European Union and they're like, the European population is X times bigger than the United States. The United States has X sales. So then Germany will have X sales too, or the mm. U will have X sales too. But yeah, it doesn't work like that at all. It's not even remotely close. And that's no. really it's really risky for CEOs who who try and sell stocks based on that kind of you know, juvenile analysis, because mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're going to lose money. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. Scary, man, to step into a business like this, especially if it's still illegal in the country as well. To, you just don't know what's going to happen. And regulation is a big problem, I, I find, anyway. It's like they legalize it, but then add a shitload more laws you can break to it. That's exactly right. If you don't follow the regulations, you're in trouble. Well, that's exactly right. So if you look at other countries... Um, so part of my job is kind of telling hard truths about this business to mm-hmm. other people. And so looking at looking outside of North America, there's always numbers about how many countries have legalized medical cannabis. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't keep track anymore because it doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. From a business perspective, from a social perspective, great news. Business, it doesn't matter at all because in almost all of those countries, medical cannabis is so regulated that people who need it, patients who need it in those markets, they can't get it. In mm-hmm. almost every country, if you look at places true. like, and even in Brazil, you have to have it mailed to you from another country, which is insane. Uh, Colombia, it's almost impossible to get. South Korea, it's almost impossible to get. In Australia, it's not as easy to get as it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, in Israel, Israel is one of the biggest markets, and it's getting much easier. But there are dozens of countries that have legalized medical cannabis and have regulations for it, but it's almost impossible to get it. So, what so do you, you really can't. Of- use- Sorry, what do you think is causing that? Because we can look at one individual government and say they're crooked and they're just trying to keep cannabis illegal because of big pharma or whatever whatever reason you can come up with. There's many. But for all these different countries to be following the same suit, you know, just making these ridiculous regulations all around the world, like having to have your cannabis delivered from another country in the post rather than being able to go to a dispensary. So what do you think causes that? Is it the mindset? Is there a global elite that controls the cannabis market? (laughs) That's a a really important, that's an important question. And I think that, I think like we were talking about before, I think what causes that in all of these countries is just that reefer badness is still entrenched in, in a lot of people. I don't know if it's Mm. the majority of people, probably, but it's entrenched in population, uh, politicians anyway, because they all seem to be over 50, let's say 40 to for sure. For sure. And that's the generation. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's the popular, and these are democratically elected uh, politicians in most cases who are representing in most cases, the the views of their constituents Mm. who, who, who unfortunately still have, have, um, prohibition, prohibitionist um, leanings, attitudes in, in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. And so just, just the step of legalizing and regulating, even though access is still too limited, is a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And then in the future, in the, in the coming decades, 
those rules and regulations will be loosened up, mm -hmm. but they're going to be loosened up slower than most people think. And it'll be different in each country. Oh, so frustrating. Yeah. It's frustrating, right? Because the war on drugs isn't over. Like the war on cannabis isn't over, even though it, even though it's legal in, in these, in these places. Mm -hmm. I see. We say often, you know, it's, it's the war is not over until we have a farmer's market where you can take your cannabis after it's been tested and sell it to a consumer just exactly. like anybody else, just like any other product. Well, you know, like alcohol, I say if we had the same restrictions as what alcohol has, we'd be happy. You know, you, this yeah. ridiculous shit, grow your own, but you can only grow four. And it's like, well, you can't put restrictions like that, man. Everybody's in a different situation. They may need to grow more, may, may need to grow less. Some people can't grow at all and need to be able to get their medicine from other places, you know? Right. There's so much to be to be considered. We need somebody who actually knows what they're doing to set proper laws that actually work. Yeah, and so these, these, these politicians who are in charge of setting the rules for the industry don't know much about the industry, mm -hmm. and they're being guided and informed largely by the interests of big business, big cannabis business, mm -hmm. and they also don't understand the industry, as evidenced by the $5 billion they lost in Canada. Yep, um, a lot of money's been lost this year, isn't it, because of, uh, well, moldy weed seems to be getting out oh there. Oh my well. gosh, yes, worldwide moldy weed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. Safe what, moldy weed, yeah. Is that an issue in the States or do you mean in Canada? No, everywhere really. Who was it? Was it Tilray recently who uh, well, had we to had, recall we had a shitload? We had it in the UK first and then we had it in the US. But yeah, mm -hmm. they're just recalling weed because it, it, it somehow or another passed, but it was moldy. Yeah, for yeah, there's there's a lot of um, there's been a lot of recalls in Canada too, but it's mostly been for mislabeling, but there has been some mold issues. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, man. It's like, who's really in charge here? Because whoever's in charge doesn't seem to know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, I can't speak to the Americans, but in speaking about the Canadians, it's pretty clear that um, the people who are in charge didn't really know what they were doing, for the mm -hmm. most part, in general. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. because... <laughs> Not just about cannabis, just in general. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, mean, I mean, like, uh, I mean, okay, so some of my interesting reporting, like I said, is, is telling, like, hard truths. And one of them was that a Canadian LPs destroyed more cannabis from 2018 to 2020 than they sold. In wow. The yeah. And, and they destroyed it because it wasn't good enough to sell. Obviously, if it was good enough to sell, they would have sold it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and so, yeah, so they had mold issues. They didn't know how to grow it properly. And they, didn't, they ended up with warehouses full of crappy cannabis that they couldn't mm -hmm. sell. So they just have to burn it. It's mostly kept in existence just for accounting reasons anyways. Whoa, that's fucking shocking, man. Oh, it's yeah, it's like thousands of pounds. It's it's a lot. It's a huge well, amount. A million kilograms of um unsold cannabis in inventory that will never be sold. A million oh kilograms? Yeah, I think what? I have like, a million just age out grams. and expire. Yeah. One billion grams. It's oh, like a thousand tons, crap. right? Uh yeah. Let me just pull that number up. Let me make sure I'm not misquoting my own story. We could get the whole world high for a day with that. I'm like, what? Um, yeah, so Canadian producers destroyed over 500 tons of cannabis since 2018. I can't believe it. Wow. 500 tons. Useless bastards. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they need some proper grows or something. Shit. 
that's that's Canadian LP, so all Canadian companies. But it's pretty obvious that the the number that that a pretty small number of businesses has grown the most of that cannabis. You know, companies like Canopy Growth and mm. Aurora stuff yeah. like companies like that the big ones yeah the big guys because the smaller guys who are looking after their farms just a couple of hundred plants they can keep track of their plants and know if there's problems see if there's mold or powder in mildew or bugs you know they can right. a smaller grow a grower can properly maintain it but once it gets too big it just can't be maintained properly and that's where the problems come in yeah i think it can be but it's really really hard mm-hmm. um you need a lot and, of stuff yeah it's not easy like you can't just you can't just take what you were doing in one grow room and multiply it by like 5,000 times and say, okay, that's how we're going to do it. It's mm-hmm. much more complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right about that. So, so, um, so you covered a lot of stories about cannabis, obviously, because that's what you do. But which one and like has shocked you the most? Which one has been, as you're recording it, you know, as you're writing it and researching it, which one has shocked you the most? Actually, a story I, I, we published last weekend. Um, I started writing a story uh, earlier this year in like, I don't know, maybe February or something like that. It was, and the story started out as, as do you guys know about the Canadian wage subsidy for COVID? The, the what, sorry? So, uh, can, the Canadian federal government, hmm. when COVID started, the Canadian federal government started subsidizing the wages for okay. businesses that right. had yeah, local yeah. Rent. Right. Yes, uh-huh. yes, yes. Yeah. And so the, the government, the federal government was giving businesses money to keep people on the payroll or to rehire them. So those are the two mm-hmm. key things. Mm-hmm. Keep yeah. them on the payroll or to rehire them. And my I started writing a story about how many job how many cannabis industry jobs in Canada um, were 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 saved essentially by this government wage subsidy. And the story turned into uh, the opposite of that, unfortunately. It turned into um, 6,000 jobs were lost in the Canadian cannabis industry since the start of COVID, even though the Canadian federal government pumped over $180 million into these businesses. Just into cannabis businesses? Yeah. Wow, man. $180 million. It's so a, it's like that's taxpayers' money as well. That that's well, your exactly, money. Yeah. You so know, it's, it's, it's like there's no such money. thing as government money. It's, it's one of them. It's, it's all taxpayer money, and they're just throwing it's it. Some in of my money like too, that. right? Exactly. Yes. But drilling into the deep numbers a little bit more. So I studied fifty of the largest cannabis businesses in Canada, fifty, mm-hmm. and I found that about twenty-five of them kept their workforces the same, or they hired people. Okay. Those wow. twenty-five businesses added almost 1,600 jobs. I also mm-hmm. found that about 20 businesses laid off 6,000 workers. Well, but, I bet they were the bigger ones. Yeah, but so drilling, drilling down even more, so the 20 businesses, but you could even look at just like the top five or six. The top five or six companies, like, like your Auroras, your Tilrays, your, your Hexos, your Canopies, like those big guys, they laid off most of the 6,000 people and they collected $140 million oh. in wage subsidies. God, I'm not even surprised, Matt. I'm not even surprised, mate. It's, it, this is just how capitalism works nowadays, it seems. Damn, yeah, man. I mean, it's not, you're not wrong. That's, <laughs> the government, there's a, there's a misconception that capitalism exists on its own, but capitalism is largely guided and funded by the government. Mm-hmm. 
crony capitalism, you know. Wall Street, of course. So you, what you have a situation in Canada where the, the Canadian federal government is funding um, some of the worst run cannabis businesses in the world, as evidenced by the amount of money they lost. So yeah. obviously that's completely subjective. What's the best run business? What's the worst run business? I'm just saying these are the worst run businesses because they've lost $5 billion. No, you're right, mate. I, I wasn't aware that the Canadian government was pretty much subsidizing them as well. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Yeah, that's fucked, man. It really is. It's like that's not capitalism. Yeah, if capitalism it was to do its thing, then these companies who were doing growing shit weed with shit service and you know companies that people don't like working with would collapse and wouldn't be around for much longer. But if the government's going to keep giving them money, they're going to keep surviving. Well, I mean, the stoner's dream is to let the let the cream come to the top, and that's that's what we really want. Mm-hmm. This is not how it's done, right? Well, so you have we to- know you're doing bad, but here's a hundred mil to get you back on your feet. Damn. Yeah, no. The, so the Canadian government gave Canopy Growth fifty million dollars. They gave Aurora Cannabis fifty million dollars. Now that money was supposed to go to rehiring workers or retaining mm-hmm. workers and to getting the businesses "quote unquote" back to normal to normalize their operations. But the underlying purpose of the subsidy was to to help businesses that were suffering due to the pandemic. Um, but how? Wow. Because now, we have ask, noticed. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this: Did cannabis sales rise or fall? I was just about to say that, mate. It's like during the pandemic, the only businesses that have been doing well are cannabis businesses. Cannabis sales <laughs> exploded. They exploded during the pandemic. People were smoking tons of weed, right? And so these businesses are claiming that um, the pandemic hurt them. And they're being provided cover by Wall Street and Bay Street analysts who write all these crazy notes about this company, their sales were restricted due to pandemic lockdowns and whatnot. Oh, and I'm like, I'm like, you can't be serious with this. Because oh, my God. More cannabis. When you're locked down, what are you going to do? You're going to smoke joints. Mm-hmm. All exactly. Go to work. Yes. So. So then you so so. So, so the, the companies aren't doing poorly because of the pandemic. And that was the whole point of the wage subsidy was to help businesses that were doing poorly because of the pandemic. Wow, man. I mean, I'm angry just listening about that. Right? <laughs> you cover a lot of stories like this, I, I suppose. Right? You must get pissed off by a lot of the things that you're writing. I try not to. I try to leave my emotions out of it. But obviously, mm-hmm. I do have opinions. And so for the first few years of my job here, I didn't really share my opinions publicly. Mm-hmm. But for the last couple of years, I thought, I thought, fuck it. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to tell it like it is. Yeah. I'm going to share facts and I'm going to I'm just going to say what I think about them. You do a fucking good job of it, mate. Well, yeah. you know, who knows? I don't know how long I'm going to be doing this job. So I just want to make sure that after I leave, I'm proud of what I I'm proud of what I did. Awesome. I mean, I, who knows? I could be my. <laughs> I, I could be 6,001 by next week. It, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. So what's the biggest change? You, you th- what's the best thing you've reported on, right? You know, because instead of the thing that shocked you the most, which one, which one gives you the most hope for the future? Um, I haven't reported on it, but um, Canadian police not arresting people for, for cannabis use is uh, a, a massive, a so, is massive social progress. Is that a new thing then? Because the what you've been legally in Canada since two thousand fourteen is this? Uh, two thousand eighteen. So I mean, yeah, in the, in the last in the last four years, three four years, like there's not very many dr- cannabis related arrests these days. There's still some. I mean, mm-hmm. 
I did a little story uh, maybe I'm thinking a year ago where some police pulled over someone driving and then they found like they found like a couple joints and then then like a few one dollar bills and some coins and then maybe like a roach or something and they got arrested for it um, wow well because it was cash and weed together i think that it was because maybe the cops thought they were they had consumed it before they drove which is another right. issue mm-hmm. this is another issue about everybody's facing as well yeah. What do you think about that with the whole driving thing? Because whether you, when you're found with THC in your blood, they assume that you're intoxicated and these people who use cannabis for medical use might not necessarily be impaired when they're driving under the right. influence well, that's, of cannabis. Yeah, you, you said you said it yourself there. That's exactly it. You know, there's no there's not even like the police police don't even have, as far as I know, they don't have equipment that's able to gauge impairment. Mm-hmm. And that's the real issue. You can that's important, th- yeah. Uh-huh. That's the, you know, it's like you could have THC in your blood, but that doesn't mean that you're impaired. Mm-hmm. You could have consumed that a day ago or a week ago. A month ago, I think, yeah. I think for that reason, there hasn't been that I'm aware of any cannabis-related uh, driving convictions yet in Canada. I'm, there, I may be wrong, but... Mm. but to to your knowledge, I mean, you do a lot of research. You do more than most of us, I'm sure, you know, with it being your job to do this. So, I mean, the laws, personally, I, I don't know, if the law is the law, if they say that you, you can't be impaired due to cannabis, then you shouldn't drive, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's just what the law says. So there's no point in breaking the law. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to fight it if you think it's wrong. Well, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Australia has the same problem too. Like if you're an Australian patient you have, and you have THC in your blood from a week ago or a month ago, then you could face um, legal, legal problems from if you're caught driving. Well, I think it's a, that's a problem we're only going to be dealing with for another 20 years or so because cars will be driving themselves then and you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> if, if, yeah, if they're right about self-driving cars, then yeah, you're not wrong. That would be nice. Yes, everybody, that was Matt Lammers. Super cool guy, and there's a lot more to that interview as well. About another hour we spoke for after that about more stuff. So I'll get that edited up, and I'll get it out on Thursday-ish, I'm thinking, Thursday. And then everybody can download that and listen to the interview in full. Loads of great points. I mean, that, that shit about Aurora and Canopy getting 50 mil from the government to stay open. That's, it's crazy shit, man. I don't know, I'm so fucking mad all the time. Yeah, he, on Tim Rager, and listen to the interview, and yeah, he, he does his fucking homework, man. Mm-hmm. So that's Why? that's Matt Lammers. You can check him out on Twitter. You can find him on Twitter, or you can go to mjbizdaily.com, which is a, a business website for cannabis. But he there's a lot of good cannabis news on that site. So check it out and read some of his stories when he comes out. Follow him on Twitter so you can see when the stories come out too, and you can read them just as they're released. But things need to change. I mean, they seem to be heading in the right direction, but sometimes... It takes fucking stupid steps back. Well, the step forward is just a fucking stupid one. <laughs> yeah, and it's a step forward, two slides back because you do something. Mm-hmm. Got to go back and fix it now. Yeah, we don't right. want that anymore. No. Just like it South Dakota, like no one's got a clue. <clears throat> yeah, like South Dakota just did. Fucking this take times are changing though. Slowly, slowly we'll get there. About twenty, thirty years, maybe he thinks. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's not even far off with his estimates. 
When do you all you think in the chat? When do you think you're gonna get legalization in your country? If you don't already have it, you jammy bastards. But yeah, man, good interview, and I'll release it all in the next few days. And I hope you all enjoyed that. We should go into uh the listener mail section so we can answer some of these questions which we've got. And if you have any questions, drop them in the chat and I'll note them down. Okay, let's do it. What questions have we got, man? We don't have very many today, so this shouldn't take too long. Uh, one was posted up on, maybe it was emailed to us. It says, uh, hi guys, long-time fan of your Spotify podcast. Question for your podcast. Uh, this must have been sent by email. Uh, I live in a cold, damp country in the Northern Hemisphere ruled by leprechauns. <laughs> I'm soon to be moving a house which has a garden. I think it means I soon to be moving to a house that has a garden. I plan to try and grow outdoors in the outbuilding or a shed. Any tips? So, GB, that's your kind of thing, right? Yeah, um, that's that's what I do. You are going to have to deal with insulation. You'd want to have a... I wouldn't leave the tent just in the, an exposed shed as such, if you know what I mean. So build a box around it and try build another box around that if possible and use that as your lung room. Lift it off the floor as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. lift it up and take it up. It doesn't have to be much. Like uh, four inches is more than enough to, to lift it up off of and then put a, a nice solid base underneath. Um, I don't really have any problems with... Oh, with drying. If you plan on drying in your tent, you're going to need a dehumidifier. That's mm. number one. All right. You know, especially in... um if you're going to be trying doing it in the winter months, because like now we have, it's not raining, but it's 100% humidity outside. Lame. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like, I cannot see a thing outside my window. Like it's completely just fog and that's down for the whole night now. So. Yeah, it, you need a dehumidifier then, eh? Yeah, you or, definitely, but if you're in. Or heat, less humidity. Yeah, the heat that you have, once you can keep the heat up in that tent, um, you'd be you'd be sweet as a nut. Insulation is definitely your friend in that kind of environment. Yeah, and then that lung room is the other other mm. part of the equation. There, you know, some place to to draw in warm air into that tent in, in the winter time, <clears throat> drawing in outside cold freezing air all the time. Mm -hmm. Pipe is asking four four inches is enough. Four inches, I have found it is because that's all I do. Um, I had four by twos. I basically turned them onto their sides. And that was what the base, I took that up off a concrete floor. Uh, that has done plenty. Yeah. You know, I have, I have, yeah, yeah, I haven't had a problem with it all. I do have a small bit of insulation in the bottom of the floor. And all it is is just that, you know, like the underfloor stuff that you put underneath a, like a laminate floor. Yeah, just like that stuff underneath it, like that raise it maybe another inch off the ground. Hmm. But yeah, you know, it seems seems to work for me. It's doable, man. But you know, do it. Try and things like a dehumidifier. Make sure that it always stays warm enough in there. <laughs> See how it goes, man. Let us know over at Percy's. You know, mm. start your diary and stuff so we can watch it. And more on insulation as well, if you can, because otherwise you'd be heating it with a flipping heater and it'll cost you loads mm. on your electricity bill. Mm -hmm. Especially nowadays, that shit's gone up like 50% in the last few weeks, isn't it? Ah, yeah. oh, it's madness. It's madness, madness. Man. We have one here from Spencer, Spencer Hagerman Q. What are some good companion plants? TG, that's kind of your territory. 
Yeah, I, I actually run companion pets with my cannabis, but depends what you're you're after, I guess, in terms of uh, what you you want your companion plants to do. Some people use them to attract bugs to them rather than the cannabis plants, so they'll they're like sacrificial plants. Some use like uh, alfalfa or um, maybe not alfalfa. I think alfalfa, but legume type plants. So uh, that will inject nitrogen back into the soil. Clover is a popular one, I think, for that mm -hmm. um, to help with that aspect of things. Or you can just grow shit like, you know, stuff like basil, a, a really um, smelly herbs. Those, while tasting good in your food, also do have like anti-insect properties that keep bad bugs away and stuff like that. So marigolds are another very common one that people always bring up. Um, maybe not as super effective inside as outside because they're more used to keep away bad nematodes in the soil, I think, with their roots, with the shit that they exude. So, yeah, yeah lots of options, but um, depends, I guess, what uh, what you need them for would be my first question. Do you use them outside as well? Because you grow outdoors, don't you, March? Yeah, I yeah. haven't really to this point. Mm. I, my garden is pretty sad beyond the weed that I grow <laughs> to be honest. I mean I grow some flowers and stuff but I have never planted anything with the mind of like companion planting but putting in like herbs sounds like a great way to get started because I usually do have herbs so that's something I think I'm going to do next year for sure yeah it's to step into gardening new vegetables and it's like oh this will be good for my plants I'll, I'll put these here <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that, that's the only good reason to grow any other plant is to make sure so about my cannabis plant yeah. drug it is exactly okay leading me on to growing herbs. onions yeah. herbs and tomatoes who knows what else so that means <laughs> it actually could possibly make you more healthy I think so oh <laughs> Let's start that rumor. That's a conspiracy yeah. theory. We should start. Yeah. We're doing that one There's again. Herbs. <laughs> you do any sort of cooking? I mean, as as purely a for nothing else, but so you can have fresh herbs. If you have room in your pot, fucking do it. Because yeah, I mean, herbs are expensive things too. You know? Yeah, they exactly. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they usually come from like fucking Mexico or something. Like, which is fine if you live in Mexico, but I don't. So I want local yeah. shit. You know. Mm -hmm. What would yeah. you say, Mike? Uh, well, again, it's it's what are you trying to do? Now, I have heard intense one good companion plant if you're running nematodes is a pepper plant because sometimes when your nematode is out of prey, it can live off the pollen of the pepper plants. Certain nematodes will do that. Certain other uh, beneficials as well. So, uh, I mean, like you said, it all depends on what you're trying to achieve in that tent. Um, to me, that's the best a good question there from Spencer uh, from Spencer as well. Could using these plants affect the turps? Yes, as the answer. Uh, anytime you grow anything, especially if you're, you're in like these no-till beds with uh, with uh, everything's in the same same pot, the root exudates will affect each other. And yes, you when you grow into a pot like that, you can affect the cannabis. I'm not going to tell you which ones are going to do it because I don't really know. So if I grew a pineapple, like in the middle of four <laughs> plants. <laughs> now, no, I can answer this question because I grow pineapples, but you're not going to like the answer. Now, pineapples actually get most of its uh, nutrients from the air. Uh, it's it, you, I don't ever water my pineapples. If it rains on them, fine, but they'll they'll live just fine in the open air. So they're they're not going to do anything for you. Oh yeah, because they don't grow in the ground, do they? they grow on sticks. They grow in the ground. Yeah, but like yeah, on it's, a it's stick, a right? It's a, it's a form of bromeliad, and bromeliads are, uh, they, they use the air to their advantage quite a bit. They don't need much water. 
Um, the pineapple's got that hollow stem in the center. So when it does rain, it'll collect a little bit of water in its stem and get what it needs there. But it, uh, all the pineapple growers told me stop watering the pineapple. I did and it started thriving. Hmm. I just wanna make one quick point about companion plants. Um, make sure you, you do your research um, as to which plant you're gonna use because there are plants such as sunflowers um, that can uh, affect other plants negatively. They're called, they, or they release things called allopathic compounds, which are basically to toxins from, um, well, this, this article says all roots, all parts of their, their uh, the plant. So the roots, leaves, stem, flowers, seeds, everything. So yeah, if you're growing sunflowers, for example, if they can reduce the uh, vigor of other plants around them, I guess. So that is something to consider. But most companion plants, like if you just Google companion plants, you're not going to find anything that's going to probably hurt your plants but that is something to consider because plants are in competition with each other too right and they're they want to do the best they can so yeah. pretty much sunflowers are like i'm going to spit this shit out and kill anybody around me so i can eat all the food yeah kind of yeah savage you know savage. Now, uh, yeah. swami used the sunflowers though to his advantage now he didn't grow them with his cannabis but he grew them uh say adjacent to because the, the uh the bugs he were trying to he was trying to control were more attractive to the sunflowers so they were the sacrificial crop to let the bugs eat on that so they yeah, don't yeah. exactly that's a, so that's, a, that's another way you can use companion plants if you're in an out, outside environment like that as a, as a decoy if you will we had another question here from mr wes on inline fans and controller spider farm versus mars hydro any opinions uh they're pretty much the same right um, for inline for, as in fans or in the lights? You think fans, mate? Inline oh, fans know, and never. controller? I didn't know Mars Hydro. I didn't know they done them. Yeah, yeah. they, they copy they're everything. Been, they're pretty new, actually. They look just like the AC Infinity, and you can get a controller with them. I've never yeah. used them myself, but... I'm going to say the same technology, to be fair, because they do yeah. tend to do 100% copies and stick their own labels yeah. on them. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And I would, say right. that they, I would say they're pretty okay. I'll have a look at them actually because I was going to be looking at stuff down late. Hmm. Yeah, I've never, never actually used those ones. What do you That's think, Marge? Do you grow, use any of these? Do you grow indoors? You got a tent in Melbourne? I we did grow indoors for a while actually, but we've sold off all that stuff, which I'm kind of sad about now. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I have one little light left that I'm going to do try to do some micro grows with over the winter time, but all the equipment that we had, it's all gone now. Aww. That's why I was hoping to win the Squid Games competition. Yeah, to be it would have been but... sweet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, next time. Next time, man. Hopefully, there'll yeah. be a new one coming in the new year. Yeah, we're, we're already uh, putting up some ideas for what. Oh, just happen. sign me up right now. Yeah, everybody sign up right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, uh, AC Infinity is the best shit, you know, and there's a reason why AC Infinity has such a good reputation because they make good stuff. So if you want to go with buying anything related to inline fans and extraction and things like that, AC Infinity seem to be the guys to go to because they yeah, do the best Very shit. expensive. That's it. But you pay for the good shit. You know, you, yeah. it's it's the same with HLG. It's it's expensive shit, but it's because it's the top of the range, the high oh. quality shit. I had very hard time trying to get hold of it last year. There was no um, telling that I fucking bought loads of other shit instead of it. So... I'm kind of pissed off now because you can get the AC Infinity fairly handy over in um, Ireland and in the UK now. Mm. I kind of feel I have to interject here. Yeah. Um, I've had an RBK, a six inch and a five inch RBK for, for, for five and a half years. 
They both sound like they did the day of gold. There's no like vibrations and there's no flipping. They've been used a hell of a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and they're still going fine. Same as mine, mate. Mine are pretty old now. I've got a system out, RV casement. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly inch. what I've got, a six and a five. Yeah. No problem with them at all. Mm -hmm. and that's like six years, easy six years. But uh, AC Infinity is a new shit, isn't it? It's the new tech. And humidity control and sensors yeah. that kind of auto modulate which is cool but yeah in terms of just pure fan, yeah I, i've used a it's a local well it's, it's a canadian online thing there it's fusion fusion breath it's the store brand it's just a big metal fucking metal housed duct fan six inch i've used it's been well i haven't used it for six years but it's been in use for about six years and like zombie said it's running like a fucking dream still so mm -hmm. i don't know i mean ac I think they're the most popular online. They, they do a lot of good marketing and stuff, and you do find them, like, and they are good good equipment, but I don't know, like fans, you go into a grow shop, like any, any regular hydro store, they might have AC Infinity, but they they have a lot of other good shit too that seems, mm -hmm. it's like fucking expensive too. So I don't know, mm -hmm. I've not used too many different fans, so I really can't speak that much on them, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like a fucking fans a fan, really. I use Vivo Sun if you want my opinion. <laughs> I like the, the thing I like, shit and it seems to work okay. The thing I like about System Air, System Air were around before like commercial weed was going on, really. System Air have been around as a, a air conditioning company for like a long, long time. Mm -hmm. they, they know how to build fans. They're a UK company, aren't they? They're a UK company, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but they've been going for ages and I've fitted uh, like System Air fans before I even flipping grew weed onto like different like uh, situations like toilets and flipping shower rooms and stuff. I've used them before. Um, so I kind of think hmm, somebody that knows how to build a fan knows how to build a fan. So mm -hmm. I'm going to stick with them. Yeah, so there'll be lots of different No, I'm just like reading it. it. The only difference kind of thing with them, um, it's a speed controller and then they have a thermostat controller. There's main difference i see there with the ac infinity one is that that reads your humidity as well so you can set it for humidity peaks and you can set it for um temperature as well so it'll it'll cover both sides of it yeah it's good shit man hmm. it's just basically got a, a, a computer controller yeah an ink bird yeah, controller isn't it? it's got yeah. the ink bird set up yeah yeah, yeah. And if so, you get an ink bird, because I mean, that might be a better option. If you got a link, link up a dehumidifier and a heater and all that kind of shit, then ink bird is the best option. way with uh, the, the RVK. Mm. That'll be the easiest way. Yeah, it works well for me. Mm -hmm. I've got no problems running it that way. It's a good way of doing it, man. It's been done that way for a long time by a lot yeah. of people, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. Reason, it works. It works. Mm. You can get fans and stuff with humidity, like controllers and like what's it, temp controllers and everything built in. But I just kind of think. Well, that's an expensive thing to go wrong. And with the thing the is, now the thing is, I I put my RVK in my loft, so it, it keeps the noise down. And yeah, you've got yeah. it's got to be at a level where you can check it if it's got screens on it. Is shit. They usually have to be high up at the top of the tent, drawing the air out. So you're gonna climb up and keep checking that shit. I don't know. Yeah, the sensors ain't the, the, the controls ain't gonna be on the fan, are they? Are they? I don't no, know. No, it's, I it's, it's, it's a small little box. It, it comes also like you could put the box on the outside of your tent somewhere. Like you know, the way you can take yeah. your ballast off and stick it somewhere else. That sounds cool. Yeah, oh, the air they're cool. Like in this world of uh, cheap flipping communications hardware, I would imagine that would be a, a, a thing. Yeah, standard Wi-Fi. Changing their designs. Though. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it's cool, man.
Yeah, lots of shit going on, man. Lots of new tech all the time. But, you know, the old stuff works well. Oh, humidity as well. It does. Yeah, most of them do. Mm. Plant said it's only $10 difference between the AC Infinity and the Mars Hydro one. Really? Yeah. It's very hard to get AC Infinity this side of the water. Well, oh, that'd be why then. Yeah. It's getting harder to find anything on this side of the water. <laughs> it is, isn't it? And then, you see, we have to start paying taxes and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, this could be with that. Oh, this is something for the ranty after for the after show. We'll come back to it. Uh, from Hunter K, what's up, Hunter? I hope you've enjoyed the show, man. Hunter's a new name, and I seen him around at the start. And I think he sat here, or that they have sat here for the whole show, man. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, question What's the best way to store seeds, and how long will they be good for? Complete newbie, that's a good question, man. It's a good question, but uh, some people like to just store them in the fridge. Or, or just in a cold uh, cold cupboard, something like that. It doesn't need to be too cold. But if you store them properly, that lasts for years, man. Cold, like, dry, and dark. Mm-hmm. Does it have to be that cold? Like, can they be, like, what happens if it's more, say, room temperature? As long as it That's doesn't fluctuate too much, then it's fine. It's the, it's the fluctuations okay. that are the problem. <laughs> right. Okay. I, I do mine in a, in a room temperature and, like, a... Uh, I got a, I got an old chest that I keep them in. Basically, it hardly ever gets opened. Yeah. Yeah, like that's kind of where I keep mine too right now. <laughs> Store them in the dirt. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's the eventual plan. Eventually, yes. Well, I'll get. Yeah. He was reading actually on Instagram on Gardner McCormick's page where he was talking about Mel Frank having seeds that he was able to germinate after twenty three years. I think he said. Wow. So. I've germinated them out 15 years uh, or longer, um, but I've never made them out past 20, but these were bag seeds from back in the day. That, I that popped a uh, seed just a few weeks ago, about, about six years old, and they popped fine. Yeah. I think you, you hit the ball. You hit it right perfect, though, Mackie. It's the lack of uh, fluctuation that you really yeah. want. Let the seeds find a happy place and just yeah. leave them alone. Leave them alone, and they'll be happy. Just, you know, not too warm, not too wet. Because that will cause problems. Dark, dark is good. Cool, dry place, happy seeds. And then you just pop them when you're ready. But I'd like to see what is the oldest cannabis seed to be popped. And, you know, you need to see good evidence of it. But I bet they'll go for fucking 30 years, 40 years or some shit, man. As long as it's kept right. It's a seed, isn't it? It, keeps, it don't do anything. It lays dormant until it's got the right conditions. I know I'm supposed to be a collector, but I, like Marge says, I'm planning on storing them in the dirt. Pretty quick. Yeah. Hunter <laughs> said, uh, awesome. Thanks for answering. It means I can start collecting some. Yes, bro. You should definitely start collecting some. Yeah. Yes. Everybody needs to collect. Yeah. Don't don't collect any more than you can't grow in 15 years. I think you'll be fine. Hey, you never know when the world's gonna end, man. And then then them, them strains will be currency, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a strawberry cough for for uh that car over there, man. Yeah, done, man. Uh, Hi Guy Gardener has a question here as well. How long do you ramp up your lights in the beginning of flower? Like, what day do you turn up your lights 100%? Mine's 100% all the time. So savage. In flower, I am 100%. And I'm just in height because I want coverage. I don't like the dim in flower. Like, like you said, wide mm-hmm. open, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go with height. Oh, I'm fucking wide open in veg too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but by at least you know, most of about half, halfway through veg, I'm in full power. Oh yeah, I'm full power in seedling. I beat you then first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can I can dim in seedling, so I think that. Is, you know. Yeah, my plants are two feet away though. That's the difference. Yeah, 
Well, I actually have one tent that doesn't have dimmers on it. It's the older full spectrum LEDs. And that's exactly what I do. I'll put the lights up about 20, 22 inches. And yeah, see if things do fine. I think it depends on the light they need, man. I do that. I watched a video one time. I'm sure lots of people have seen, well, Dr. Bruce Bugby, obviously. But the one video he made about, I forget what it's called. But he says that they did experiments to see, you know, how much light cannabis can take, basically. Mm -hmm. And he said there's... Right from the get-go, right from when they're seedlings, they'll be eating as much fucking light as you can give them. So, mm -hmm. like, obviously don't burn them, but, like, don't chintz out on your light, you know? So the Boys, they, they'll stretch, man. Yeah. No ramp they up for the it. stretch. <clears throat> no, keep your, keep your plants, uh, the light, as close as you can for the stretch, man. Yeah. No, yeah, keep yeah, it low. Stretch. It's more like a light in the blue spectrum that will stop that stretch and temperatures in between the night and day as well. If it's really cold at night, but really warm in the day, the plants will stretch more. So if you can keep the nighttime temperatures and the daytime temperatures within five degrees C of each other, uh, they won't stretch so much during the stretch. And don't trim anything off during the stretch either. I know it's difficult to do because it hard part, gets bushy, yeah. but just wait until them flowers start to form before you pull anything off it, otherwise they'll stretch as well. You got to trust us on this. Mm -hmm. You'll learn. You got I didn't believe it either the first time they told me this, but you got to do it. Yeah, it's you should be fine. We, I just put mine on 100%, and it's always fine. Just oh, I bring it up and lower it down when you need to. So watch the plants. Probably look out for bleating. Sorry, CG. Well, you could probably make the argument that instead of moving them up and down, you could dim it like they're saying and then save power. But mm -hmm. I love my lights just fucking blasting. Yeah, man. Know? Yeah. Well, I think um, when we did the uh, interview with Shane, he kind of explained a little bit about when you dim in LEDs that you actually can get dead spots between the lamps. Uh, it, it, you know, Shane gets really detailed sometimes when he does his PAR mapping and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I do remember him saying if you, if you dim too low, you start getting dead spots between the LEDs. Um, Brian said they just picked up some Romulan crosses from Jordan of the Islands. Is that Jordan River? Really nice. Mm -hmm. No, uh, no, no. no. <laughs> they I gave me 12 free Godbud seeds as well. How about that? Wow. I nice. want to actually, you should you should post pictures of that because I have purple Godbud, as you guys might know. Mm -hmm. And I sent those all over fucking Canada and everybody's growing them and they're all awesome. And I, I've always thought they were, they were sourced from Jordan uh, of the islands in the first place, but I don't actually know because I got them from a guy in the Kootenays. Um, no idea about its origins other than the Kootenays. So, yeah, um, I'm very interested in those Godbud seeds. You should uh, you should do some pictures and shit, you know, yeah, mate. if you grow them. They're fucking Sweet. awesome, though. Let me diary, dude. So that's all the questions, I think. Let's move on to the outro before we have another. <laughs> yeah, man, get, go over to uh, PursuSquareRoom.com, Brian, if you weren't there already. Sign up. It's all free and everything. Start a diary there, man. Yeah, it'll be good to see that grow out. Still a couple of Just remember, a per that's Lemmy. Oh, is that Lemmy? Okay. It is, man. Yeah. 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 Cool, cool. Right, Rumlin, what's up, Lemmy? Rumlin's fucking awesome. So, yeah. And it's from Rumlin Genetics, too, down in NorCal. So that's even cool. Anyway. See you. SMG yeah. says, cheers for answering my question tonight, guys. No, thanks for asking the questions, man. That's what it's all about. If there's no questions, then, you know, it's a whole section lost. So we appreciate when yeah. everybody sends in questions to be answered. We're just silence then and just chatting shit. You're just like, yeah, uh, uh, yeah so weed, right? Uh, you heard this yeah. stuff before? Uh, that green stuff, yeah. yeah. We're yeah. leaves on. It's new. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> um, 
just uh, the person, the listener that did write in about the ground outdoors. If you want to hit me up on Percy's, I will give you a list of things that could be very handy for you and where to get them um, as cheap as you can in Ireland if you are in Ireland. Put it in a thread, man. You get, and people can see it from there. Put it in the shed because there's a shed grow section now. Maybe you drop it in there. Yeah, that's a good place yeah, to put yeah. that. Oh, I'll put have a look. Put it up in a thread. Let's see. Might as well be the board collective. Collect that information. Indeed. And if you got any other tips or tricks that you do yourself, which you think other growers will benefit from learning, then come over to places and share it with us as well. This is how we all learn as collectively as a community. So. That's nice. Let's go on to the outro, I think. Are we ready? You ready? Let's do it. <laughs> Nearly had the perfect intro this week, John. Nearly, mate. You there. <laughs> Nearly had the perfect outro, but I can't find a thing to turn down. There it is. What's it doing all the way down there? Okay, now professionally faded. Okay. There we go, everybody. Thanks for listening to episode 69. Yeah, I'm going to put a little bit of echo on that at the end. Echo number what? Yeah, episode number 69. So we managed to get through that. I mean, we was going to do backwards and shit, but, you know, we just decided that would be too confusing. And just carry on going through the show as normal. But yes, good shit. So did you figure out what a good grower is? I mean, we sort of know. There's no real answer to that question, right? We try to get there, but you know, just be humble yeah. and share, share your knowledge with others. There's really, you're right. There's really no answer there. I, I guess a confident grower that can, that's confident that if you give them a seed, they can end up with a harvest. It'd be a good grower. Mm-hmm. Easy enough. Yeah, man. One twisted. Everybody's on it. Everybody's spamming. <laughs> everybody's spamming 69. Easy to chat again. Go. Here they go. <laughs> so next week we should have a. We're going to have the interview with. Swami and Nikki Shatanya about their harvest season and what's been going on since the last time we spoke to them. That's going to be super cool. That's coming up on the 2nd of December. And we'll put a clip of that. Well, you know, 20 minutes of it for those who are not patrons and members that will go up on the show. If you're a patron or a member, you'll get to be joining us live for the interview and be able to ask questions and shit yourself, just like now when we're in the live show. And just in case you don't know, if you only download the show, we have a live show every Friday and Sunday on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. You go youtube.com slash high on homegrown and you'll find our channel. Subscribe and you'll be able to catch us live on every Friday and every Sunday at 9 p.m. GMT. And, you know, just find out what time zone that is for you. And it's every week we'll be there. See, I'm sorry. Apart from the weeks when we're not. Apart from the weeks when we're not, which is rare. (laughs) You know, we enjoy doing this. It's good to chat shit and, and give news out and stuff. Yeah. We have fun, right, everybody? Say yes. Say yes. Yeah. We get yes. together and get to smoke weed. Of course, it's that's fun. That's why we Say keep yes. turning up. You know? <laughs> we wouldn't. It's all these good people in chat, you know, all the listeners, man. It, it makes it all worthwhile. Mm-hmm. It's good oh, yeah, shit. it'd be funny if we had no listeners, wouldn't it? Yeah, and we still just showed up after like a year and a half, and it's just the right. six viewers. <laughs> and there's five panel members. It's subscribers on panel members. We did get one more question, but no, Billy, we, we're going to leave that one. We're going to maybe answer that another time. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure, as usual. It usually is. Always good times.
So don't forget to like, subscribe, and if you can, share the show with your friends because that's how we get more listeners and we like more listeners. We like to grow. Yes. So let's uh, say goodbye then, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Come on, folks. Have a good one. Bye. Say hi. Yeah. See you next week in High Home Grow. She passed. She passed flipping that game. Oh, that was that was brilliant. I practiced that.